Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. Summed up, this podcast is all about living a life full of living in any and all circumstances. Today, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Viraj Kulhari. Viraj talks about his goal of making NBA history, but his story is much more than glitz and glam. He takes us through the ups and downs in his abnormal journey and explains how to deal with doubt and disadvantages. He also speaks on the value of a good circle of friends and grounding yourself with gratitude. So good. Of course, he tells us what play where your feet are means to him, and he mentions some pretty cool things he has going on outside of basketball. So you're going to want to pay attention. And if you're anything like me, you'll have a page full of notes after this episode. Before we begin, let me remind you to please follow and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at playwhereyourfeetare and do not forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This not only helps us, obviously, but it will also help you because by submitting a review on Apple Podcasts, you're automatically entered in to our merch giveaway that we're hosting once we hit 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts. All right, I am pumped for this episode. Let's get it. This is the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast, and I'm your host, Cameron Dobbs. Viraj, what's up? Welcome to the PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are podcast. I'm so excited. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, we are so pumped to just be sitting together tonight and being able to talk more about your story, as well as the whole Play Where Your Feet Are concept. And I'm excited to kind of officially be meeting you for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so awesome. We actually got together, got connected because of one of our friends, Tati, reached out yep. to me one night and she FaceTimed me out of the blue or really texted me out of the blue and was yeah. just like, Kim, can you FaceTime me real quick? I have something really quick to talk about. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, Tati, that's fine. So she ends up FaceTiming me and she's like, you will never believe. Like I have this awesome friend that is so passionate about what you're passionate about. And like, he would be great on the play where your feet are podcast and just kind of went on and on about a little bit of that. She's the best. She is the best. She is the best. So we totally owe this, this whole podcast episode to Tati. Shout out to you. (laughs) Shout out to you, Tati, for connecting us. But I'm excited because Tati told me a little bit of your story. Then we started getting connected and I heard a little bit more of your story, but you have so much to talk about and I am so (laughs) excited for this. So we're just going to hop on into it right away here. Okay. So talk to me. You have had big basketball dreams for a while now. In fact, when you came to the university of Miami, you wanted to walk on at the U and play basketball. Mm -hmm. So talk to me, taking it back, what, four or five years now, talk to me about that first year at UM. Um, So, so my first year at UM was uh, a lot in the making because I remember my senior year of high school, um, my actual legit senior year of high school, I was uh, class of 2014. And, um, that year I, I was granted a chance to walk on at UM for the following year, which was the 14, 15 year. But I chose at that time to kind of like take a gap year, like a post-grad year and play at a prep school. So I reclassified in hopes of getting a scholarship and, and, and going and potentially going someplace on scholarship. But like being from an Indian background, it's very, it's very keen to like stay close to home. So like, and I didn't want to really leave home 
So like halfway through that period, I was like, you know what? I really would like to walk on at the U. So we hit up um, Coach Caputo at the time. I'm pretty sure he's still there. And uh, and we talked to him about um, um, walking on. He's like, look, the walk-on position that you had the year before is no longer there. It's been taken. So what you can do, like it, it might open up a year from now, what you can do, you can come on board and kind of help, you know, be a – a practice person help the team out and you know with whatever we need and so I kind of became a manager my freshman year and um and I was in practice and I was the person that they call when they needed somebody to do one-on-one -on -one drills with the players whether that be running offense or running defense and so my first my freshman year kind of went in that regard and I had offers to play you know at um, um University of North Florida and things like that but nothing wasn't as enticing as going to University of Miami for obvious reasons you know, during my dream school since I was four. So I was like, I really would love to go to the UM and I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll work my butt off and, and I'll make, and I'll make it happen. And so my freshman year went that way. And, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're going through that period, like a lot of doubts and stuff creep in. And so like my freshman year, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Am I wasting my time? I'm seeing some of my friends doing so many different things, having the college experience, whereas like I'm taking classes from like eight to two, doing the whole athlete schedule, having practice, you know, and then leaving at like seven, eight, nine and and being home at like nine, ten and having dinner, going to sleep and then redoing it every single day. So it kind of um, it kind of got a lot my freshman year. And, and I let a lot of things distract me from like my true goal, which was basketball and uh Around that time, I kind of was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. I'm like, started my sophomore year. I was like, I'm I'm gonna quit and I'll transfer like next year, or whatever. If I wanted to, you know, continue playing. At that point, that was the goal. Like, I'm gonna transfer somewhere else. I'll spend my sophomore year at the U. Junior year, I'm gonna I'm gonna like transfer and I'm gonna go play ball somewhere else. And um, I'd looked into like NSU and like Barry University and and really anybody who'd be willing to take me but like at the end of the day sophomore year I was kind of like I don't want to leave UM I had such a great time I started building friends outside of the team and I built like a good friendship and it was really it was really really like a tough decision to be like okay do I go and play basketball or do I just stay at the U and you know with the and at that time I chose the University of Miami I was like I'll just stick to the business program and and, and go through that and and experience life as like a normal college student and then, you know, as school school went on, I got into different passions. I was uh, I started a clothing brand while I was there. Uh, had met my best friend. You know, we still do a lot of business together. And and um, we obviously still run the, the clothing brand. And uh, he's actually at the law school there at UM. He's doing that. So we've been we've been a little busy and I'm doing I have a few different projects that I'm doing now. So we haven't put all of our focus there, but that's still a very active part of our lives. We still, you know, we'll randomly get a couple orders and we'll have to ship them out. And it, it'll always be a, it'll always be something funny. We'll just text each other. Hey, look, you know, we just got a new order. <laughs> we haven't really put in much work into it. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like what the rest of my, my school year kind of went like it was, I was focusing on that. And then I was at the same time, I was still playing. I was still training. Like I was still working out and I was still, and, and somewhere around the end of junior year, I was like, I really want to play. And as any athlete, it's very hard to kind of let go of your sport. And and because there's an identity for having trained for so long that you have that's attached to you. And it's very hard to let that go. And for good reasons or for bad, like the way I kind of look at it is like, would 80 year old me be happy with the decision that I'm making right now? Like, 
you know, with as far as the sport goes, you, you only have so many years to capitalize your athletic ability. And um, as far as business goes, you kind of have, you know, business and the rest of your life. You can do anything at any time. You're never too old, never too young to do anything. But when it comes to sports, you kind of have a window that you can maximize. And, you know, there's obviously as modern health and everything is increasing, that window gets a little bit bigger. But you still have like, you know, this period. And the decisions you make now kind of dictate how that's going to shape for you in terms of sports. And so I chose at that time, I was like, you know what, I really want to play. Um, I'm going to get my grad. I'm, I'm going to graduate from UM, but I want to make sure that, you know, I continue to pursuing like professional basketball. And, and the goal is, you know, for me forever, it had been to be the first Indian in kind of the NBA. And there's different routes, you know, you go overseas, you play, and then you send your tape to like agents here and teams here and you get picked up. And so that's kind of like the process where I'm in now, but like my junior year to my senior year was just spent training and, and getting back into like playing shape. And not only playing shape and, and, and playing against people who are who had been playing for the past couple of years where I hadn't been, you know, really competitively. And so there was a lot of ground that I had to make up. And, and, and that kind of dictated the rest of my my junior year, senior year. Spent a lot of time training. Like before I came to campus, I'd spend an hour. And then after I left campus, usually I'd have another hour where I was working out. So I'd, I'd you know, an hour, hour and a half, like usually you'd be working out like four hours a day, pretty much my senior year. You know, and then I'd come to school and spend most of my day at school, have fun with my friends and, and, and do the whole class thing. But that that, that kind of shaped my college experience, you know? And um and and yeah, that's that was my UM days. And then I decided I wanted to play pro and and that was the first thing that I got into as I graduated. It was, you know, just stuck with training every single day, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Um but yeah, I'm sure there's a few things you want to ask before we get into that part, right? Of course, of course. So I want to take it back because you yeah. mentioned how your freshman year, you had a lot of doubt circling in your head of, is this what I'm supposed to do? What in the world is this exactly. the right direction? Should I transfer? Should I not? Am I supposed to be sticking around? I'm not playing though, but I'm I'm sure learning exactly. in this situation. I'm still working out. I'm still having these connections. Yeah. But you had a lot of crazy thoughts going through your mind. So just like a lot of doubt. How did you deal with that? What? How did you resolve that doubt? How did you get past that doubt and feel confident and comfortable in the spaces mm -hmm. you were working in? I think I think the biggest thing was um, having a good circle around you at that time that you can reach out to and and have those conversations where like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And, um, and, and those doubts, I mean, a part of it ha happens because of just us being young and we don't really have the confidence a lot of the times, we're just still growing and learning about ourselves. And um, so a lot of it's just natural. And, and it's good to air those things out and have people who are older than you that can, you know, tell you, look, you're just freaking out. You're, you know, you're just, you're, you're overwhelming yourself. This is not really the case. Like, relax, breathe, acknowledge where you're at. A lot of it, like I read the book, um, Relentless, my, like going into, by Tim Grover, going into uh, freshman year. And that helped me a lot. Like just, just being relentless in whatever you're going through, like knowing that you can, if you continue putting in the work, like get out of any situation that's weighing you down. And I knew that I would do that, but it, it just like, it got too much to the point where my sophomore year, I kind of was like, you know what, I'm done. And, and 
And then various decisions followed after that. Where I was like, do I really want to keep playing basketball? Do I want to pursue this? And then it was like, you know what? No. And then towards the end of junior year, senior year, it was like, you know what? Yes. And because I realized, like, I asked myself the question. Somebody told me, like, how, how would you feel when you're 80 and you're on your rocking chair, when you're 90 or 100 or whatever the case may be, um, and you're on your rocking chair? How would you feel about the decisions that you make? And so for me, at that point, it was like, you know what? I would really like to continue playing. It's because I've, I've, I've started late. I started playing when I was 14, like, yeah, 14. So that's, like, realistically late when you have people that start playing when they're four or five and then they stick with it forever. Um, you know, so like I, I always had somewhat of an uphill battle and it was it was like my freshman year had just gotten to a point like, you know, what, I don't feel like fighting this uphill battle anymore. And it wasn't until it was like a perspective shift, like I had to really change. It wasn't really an uphill battle. It was just really it's really a day by day battle. You know, it's making sure you maximize every single day doing what you you know, what you can do to maximize a workout, whether that be reading, whether that be, you know, mastering a skill whatever it may be, mastering that day to its fullest rather than constantly being worried about whether the result will show up for you. Because whether, you know, hard work, my mom always says it's hard work, will never go unnoticed. And it'll benefit you in some way down the road, no matter what. So that kind of perspective kind of kept me going my freshman year. And, uh, and, and really what was what pulled me through that dark space, I guess. And it was, and it, honestly, it was a dark space because at that time I didn't really have many friends outside of the basketball program at UM because all I was doing, I was going to class. I was going to, uh, you know, practice and stuff like that. And then I was going home because that was pretty much my whole day. So I didn't really have people, I wasn't really having the true college experience. And then obviously all of that stuff changed as, you know, a lot of times it's just time. You just need to give yourself time to meet new people, gravitate towards people, and then the right people will eventually find you and you know, they'll, they'll stick with you. So that's kind of like, that's the biggest learning take I could take from that, you know, period of time. So, so good. I have so many questions and I'm just thinking of like, okay, what do I, what do I ask next? What's, what's the next topic? What's the next way I want to go with this conversation? But I want to first off, just shout you out for talking about the differentiation for differentiating between this uphill battle versus this daily process. Because I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing that playing where your feet are really allows you to diver- differentiate between because there's it's so easy to look at our big dreams and our goals and the things that we have ahead of us the to-do list we have whatever it may yep. be and look You're at these things yes and look at whether it is a week from now a month from now a year from now thinking of what you're going to do post-graduation yep. or what you're going to do for your next promotion or what you're going to yep. do for this or that or the other or getting yep. married or having kids, whatever exactly. it may be in your entire life. This is something I think so often, like you said, we can get overwhelmed by looking at the future and thinking, how in the world am I going to get from point A to point B? But like you said, you get from point A to point B by taking it day by day and by playing where your feet are, by just doing the best where you're at. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's why I love the message of the podcast because it's like, it's like that thing Steve Jobs said from his famous um, graduation speech. like, you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So as long as you trust in your journey and your process and you trust that you're taking the right steps day by day by day by day, that you'll get to eventually where either you want to be at or where you're supposed to be at. Because sometimes what we don't get ends up being the biggest blessing. You know, what we want, sometimes by not getting what we want, ends up turning into the biggest blessing. I think The Rock talks about that all the time where he was like, 
he didn't become a professional football player, but he got him to where he's at now. And he's a super successful actor and, you know, he's doing so many amazing things. So I think a lot of times, like, we'll always get to where we need to be at and we won't, we won't know why the process took us there until we look back and we're like, oh, okay, the dots connected this way. You can't, you can't do it looking forward and be like, okay, my dots will connect me, you know, that way, you know? It'll, it'll always be in, in hindsight, but you have to, as you're going forward, you just have to trust that whatever you're doing, as long as you're happy and, you know, you keep pushing yourself forward, you're going to get to where you're, you're supposed to be. And That's it's, like, so it's, like, it's like the message of the podcast. Like, you, you're exactly where you're meant to be right now in this moment. We're supposed to be doing this podcast, you know? Yes. Yes, we're supposed yes, to be yes. here. We're supposed to be in this moment, just appreciating whatever it is, and then realizing that the actions that we take on a day by day basis will get us to where we want to be or where we're supposed to be. Most definitely. And just being grateful for that. Yes, most definitely. And you mentioned too one thing that you had to realize going through your process too, and even just your whole entire experience at, at UM was that things take time. And yeah. that's hard to realize. And that's hard, yeah. even if we realize it, because I think everyone knows, exactly. like, oh, it takes time. You got to be yeah. patient. It's you know, exactly, yeah. you got to wait for things to happen. Of course, we all know that. <laughs> but man, is it hard to go through a waiting season. And so just talk oh, to me tough. about when you're in a waiting season and when you were in a waiting season, figuring out mm -hmm. what you're going to do, whether you were going to transfer yeah. or not, or even in the waiting season that you're in right now. I mean, just getting mm -hmm. through the process yeah, of training again, and yeah, everything. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. in a waiting season, and especially because you're in one right now, mm -hmm. how can you stay focused to play where your feet are? I think, I think your why has to be very strong. Mm. Um, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're going through a season where you don't exactly see the fruits of your labor, like I spent, um, just kind of catching everybody up to where I'm at now, I spent like the majority of my summer working out every single day and, 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 and had all these things lined up toward in the fall to set me up to go play overseas and and do and then to have that taken away just spoiler alert an injury you know and then like kind of now refocusing me like okay now we have to take this like automatically you're slowed down you go you go you know you're going 100 miles per hour for a month two months three months and then all of a sudden life is forcing you to like hey look take a break take a breather reevaluate um I like to always think of that I'm being guided. So whatever, and obviously I don't know what the reason of the injury was, but for whatever reason, it's going to guide me to that blessing. And like you said, when you look back, you'll be able to connect why it had to happen. Obviously right now, I don't know what the reason of that is, but what keeps me going is just what my why is. I know that I want to accomplish this for myself. And I know that if I don't, or I give up or I let it go, like when I'm 80 and I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, I let an injury or I let, uh, you know, a, a opportunity that wasn't there kind of hinder me off track. And then you have that regret. And I always look at it from that 80 year old rocking chair perspective where I don't want to have regret, you know? And, uh, and, and that kind of keeps me going in the waiting season. Like, Hey, things are lining up the way they're supposed to. I'm just going to tackle every single day, the way, the best way that I can. And right now that's just going through rehab, making sure, you know, my knees are okay. And then there's certain milestones I have to hit and just making sure I'm doing the best to hit those milestones. You know, and I've also taken a little bit of a, an unorthodox approach. Most people, when they tear their ACL, they go the surgery route, but thankfully mine was more of a partial tear. So I, I went the stem cell route and that's something new. That's something unheard of. You don't really have a lot of history backing stem cells, but I'm hoping, you know, as the process continues, uh, that it turns out okay. So. Amen. Yeah. 
And one thing I want to point out of everything you've saying too, I mean, you mentioned the difference, again, going back to that, of the uphill battle versus taking it day by day. But you do have quite an uphill battle of your story of of a lot of the things that you've gone through. So, I mean, you came in trying to walk on. So already there you're at. At a a division one, like ACC school, like a top tier school, you know, it's not, it's not an easy battle. Like you're saying it's hundred percent. It's an uphill battle. So you had a, you had a big fight there to face and then just continuing of even like when you stepped away from the team coming back, I mean, you're not at the same advantage as the players that were on the team or the players that were around the team. I mean, I'm sure that you had to work twice, triple, quadruple times as hard to even just make connections, to even just get a good trainer, to even just get good players to be around to practice. And even now you're still facing this battle of, okay, now you have an injury to deal with. And last yeah. year before, you had to deal with the coronavirus. And oh, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of disadvantages coming at you. 100%, and so 100%. how do you remain positive in all this? And just how do you, I mean, you talk a lot about just working and playing where your feet are now so that you don't have regret in the future, so that you can be mm-hmm. proud of the future of the place and the position yeah. and the playing where your feet are you're doing now. Yeah. But how else have you just remained Okay, like, Viraj, this is crazy, life is hard, but I'm going to keep grinding. You know, where where in the world does this mindset come from? I like to, I like to think, I think it comes from a level of gratitude, though, too, because um, I realize, like, my obstacles are not as hard as somebody else's obstacles. Where, like, if I can sit every day and be, like, the hardest part of my life is that I might not, or, or I'm, I'm facing difficulty in reaching my goals, I feel like that's a pretty easy life, low key, you know, and and there's people that go through so many different challenges. I mean, people, people, especially with COVID, people had lives taken away from them. People had family members that, that were gone. And, and even if they weren't gone, like a lot of people just being separated from their grandparents and not being able to be around their grandparents. Thankfully, my grandparents live with me. And so like, I, I, I always place a level of perspective that somebody has it worse. So like, I realized like, even though things may be challenging or tough right now, it's not really in the grand scheme of things that bad. And and that keeps me grounded in like, okay, let me focus on tackling what I need to tackle on a day-to-day basis and not get overwhelmed by all the things that are not going right. And and focus on why I want things to go right and, and focusing on how I can make things go right in the future. Because everything that leading up to this point, everything has been a learning moment. So it hasn't been a, a failure per se. You learn as you go through difficulties and challenges in life and, and, and they better you for the next chapter of your life. And, and that's kind of like, I take those lessons into, so now, like you said, at that time, it was hard to like, you know, have trainers and have this and that, but like now I'm in a place where I have a lot of good trainers. I'm connected with a lot of good people, a lot of good agents. So like when it's time to maximize it and I'm ready and like I'm, I'm performing at a high level and, and when the time is right, I feel like it will happen. And so that keeps me going, keeps me grounded, keeps me positive. And, and just surrounding myself with the right type of information. It's very easy to be around people who are constantly telling you, hey, it's, look, it's impossible. And, and there's been a lot of people in the journey saying it's, it's impossible, you know? And, and you take those words and you realize that you don't want to be around those people because at the end of the day, you get one life and the decisions you make in your one life or you have to live with. So you can live with either the opinion of other people or you can live with the decisions that you make for yourself and, and live with that. At the end of the day, I'd rather say I gave it my best shot and I failed or, you know, nothing really is a failure. It's just a redirection. 
and it didn't work out and I'm doing this now and you know this is my new goal and my new uh dream and and then rather than being like you know what I just I, I gave up and then having that what if had I given it my all would it have worked out would it not have I'd rather know that okay it worked out or it didn't work out rather than be like you know it just I don't know if it worked out or not so that kind of keeps me going and 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 I just really also obviously you have to love your sport that you're playing enough to go through the challenges and enough to want to overcome those challenges and not let those challenges define you. It's very like it, it it's actually incredibly easy to just be like you know what I got hurt I'm done playing, but it's 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 tougher to be like you know I'm gonna work through this injury and I'm gonna get back and I'm gonna be at, back at 110 percent, and that takes a lot of courage and 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 a lot of um a lot of really just like bravery. So like anybody who's watching this and listening to this, who's going through a tough time, who's, you know, in that period where they're like, should I give up or should I keep going? I think when you ask those questions, like right after that, if you decide to keep going, there's a, there's a blessing. And so, you know, like when you're at that brink of like, should I give up? Should I keep going? Usually I found that there's been a blessing and there's been something that takes you to the next level. I mean, I remember just for, for example, um, when I dedicated myself to getting back to the game my senior year, like the, the immediate next day, I met a player who played overseas and he hooked me up with his agent. Like it was the very next day. And I was like, like, how do you know you're on the right path is like something like that shows up. And, and I always believe like when you put your energy out there, that the universe will mold itself around to make things happen for you and start putting you on the right path, meeting the right people, putting you in the right opportunities. And, and I believe that. Me too. There's something I've always said, and I'm literally writing notes like crazy over here because, again, <laughs> I just want to ask so many questions. But there's something I've always said is something that I learned. I was on a mission trip with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes back, oh, goodness, 2019, I guess. But we started kind of like you said. We had these moments of kind of being vulnerable and pushing ourselves. And in return, there was a blessing from it. And I've noticed through life, it's the same thing. Like you said, when you keep going, when you have that moment of pushing past perseverance, of being resilient, you get in return a blessing. And the, the thing that I always re repeat to myself is confirmation over coincidence. And so all of these little things, it's like, wow, what a coincidence that was that you ran into that player that had an agent that then set you up. Like, no, that's total confirmation, right? So, so good. So that's something I love that's too. Actually, like there's moment when, when, when something seems like too much of a coincidence, it's not a coincidence. Yes. <laughs> that's what I like to believe, you know, like it's, it's, it's just a sign that you're either on the right path or you're making the right decision or you're pursuing the right thing. And, and, and a lot of times it's just having that faith and courage to be like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And, and a lot of people get stuck in, should I go for it? Should I not go for it? And Honestly, like, what do you have to lose? At the end of the day, you can just go back to what you were doing before. Let's say you're in school and the big decision is, do I drop out and do this? And, and what's the worst thing that happens? You go back to school. You know, if that thing or that job or that business or that startup doesn't take off, you can always come back to it. Or, you know, I'm just giving an example. But you can always get back to, like Dana White said that, and he's the guy, at, you know, I'm sure you know who Dana White is, UFC guy. He was like, uh, at when I had to make the decision to go from being a bellman or, you know, from doing fight promotion, I was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can always go back to being a bellman if it doesn't work out. And you look at him and it worked out for him. And I think the biggest coincidence most people have that are extremely successful is just taking that jump. Mm -hmm. is, is realizing like there's going to be like a part where you don't know if you're going to land on the other side or not.
not, but it's worth the jump. And and a lot of times you just have to take the jump. Worth the jump. I love that so much. There's I've actually already talked about this on the podcast, but my word of the year this year has been yeah. go. That's been my word. Yeah, just simply go. go. Because I knew going into 2021 that I this was gonna be a big, scary, vulnerable year for me. I mean, I was I'm graduating in December. I have my first internship this fall or this fall, this summer. I'm applying for jobs. I'm reaching out to people that work at ESPN that why in the world would they ever care about Cameron Dobbs, you know? And I I launched my podcast and I was just thinking, you know, so many people have podcasts. Again, why would they listen to my podcast? But but every time I had this doubt in my head, I just reminded myself to go. Go. Just to go, That's just awesome. to go. It doesn't matter. Right. Just go. And one thing I love that right. you said was that when you just go, if all else goes wrong, you can always go back. That you yeah, can, there's, you can, there's... you can try it out. You can see what it's like. You can push yourself and try to reach those goals, those dreams. Get that job, whatever it may be. Put yourself out of your comfort zone and go for it. And if it doesn't work out, just go back. Just go back and, and try and something and new. And it's never all or nothing, right? Like it's yeah. never like, oh, you have that dream or it's nothing. It's like, yeah. you're gonna learn so much in the process of achieving mm-hmm. that dream that, you know, that thing will like, you'll even if it doesn't uh, come to fruition, you've learned something in the process and it'll help you in something else. So like, I mean, and as far as basketball, I like from going to basketball to business, it became actually very easy because you could, there's a lot of very similar principles when it comes to playing a team sport and when it comes to being in business. And so there wasn't, it wasn't always like, I know like when I do eventually stop playing, whenever that is, whether that be 10 years from now, that'd be five years from now, whenever that there's been lessons during this time. There's been, there's been moments that I've learned a lot that are just going to help me in the next chapter of my life. And so that, that keeps me still pursuant of the original dream. Yes, most definitely. We had Victoria Garrick on the podcast as our first uh, podcast guest, actually. Our first episode with a guest, she was on here. And she spoke about that same thing. She said, from someone else, who I'm blanking on the person she credited this to, but she said she reframed the perspective of failure because fail, F-A-I-L, actually stands for the first attempt in learning. And so every every time you quote unquote fail, you are just learning. You're learning about yourself. Yeah. You're learning about your skills, your abilities, your 100%. ways of communication, your way 100%. of just doing life in general. And she said, guess what? You might fail first. You might fail again. And so that, that second fail, that just stands for further attempts in learning. So it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's that first attempt in learning and then it's those further attempts further in learning. Yes. And so I love how you just said that. I mean, everything... Everything will work out for a reason. Everything is all under control. You might go a different route than you ever expected, but either way, it's going to be awesome if you just keep playing where your feet are and motivating yourself and pushing yourself. I think we're all guided. And, you know, I think, like, it comes from a, like, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not a very religious person, but I know, like, in Christianity and God, like, you're being, you're, you know, you are where you're supposed to be and God is in control. And I like to think of that in the same way like you, you are always being guided and you are always where you need to be in that moment and whether you may you know you so you might as well learn to just be appreciative of it because you know, you know things in life are going to change seasons are going to change life is going to change like the people around you are going to change and you want to just appreciate like where you are in this moment because it might not be the same a year from now 
it definitely won't be the same five years from now. You know, like life is constantly evolving and you're in a different space. So I always like try to move as much as I can with gratitude. And, and that keeps me grounded when it comes to, you know, like when things aren't going my way or being in a waiting season. I think like surprisingly during this waiting season, I've been the most calm I've ever been. I got hit with COVID. And so I was like locked, like I was in, you know, I was basically in bed for like a week. And, and cause I like, I surprisingly, I got hit hard. I was like, I didn't expect to be hit as hard as I thought it would be. I was like, I, if I were to get COVID, it'd be like, oh, I have COVID. Okay. I got a positive test, but no, I actually like, I got the flu. Like it felt very, very, very bad. But like, I was super calm through the whole process. I was surprised because younger me would have probably folded under the pressure and, you know, would have been super stressed out. But thankfully, like, uh, because I've been through it before, going through it now, I'm probably, I'm, I'm more calm for it. So, like I said, you learn as you go through these things, you know, and, and life is, at the end of the day, a big, it could be a big test, it can be a big, um, you know, like how you act or how you react to things, I think, is, is, uh, is what life is, so. Most definitely. And so much of life we can't control. I mean, we can, we can control when you really look at it, we can control very, very, very few things that go on in our life. And one of those is our effort, our attitude, the, our gratitude, like you've said as well. And that's where playing where your feet are is so important. It's, it's saying, okay, I have no idea, idea if the the, the floor behind before me below me is going to fall apart and who knows what's going to happen but i can just exactly. play where my feet are i can be gracious of the moment i'm in i can yeah. have a great attitude i can have a, a positive attitude and i can yep. just play where my feet are because i don't know what life's going to look like outside that door today tomorrow exactly. or ever it's like that it's there's a meme i saw or like a, a a quote on instagram which was like it like why worry and then it's like can you fix it it's like, yes, so then why worry? And then it's like, can you fix it? No, so then why worry? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, and, 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 and I know it's like a cliche thing to say, but like tomorrow really is never promised. If you think about it, there's a lot of people that at the start of the day, they don't make it unfortunately to the end of the day for whatever reason. And there's a lot of, you know, tragedies that happen. You don't, you just don't know. So like these goals and aspirations that we have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, who knows? You know, so that's why it's very important that you maximize like the now, because that's all we have. That's really all we have. Playing where feet are, being where you are, it's all we have, because at the end of the day, what is in the future, you don't know. What's in the past, already gone. So you, you maximize where you are and you do your best in the goals and things you want to achieve. But you also have to appreciate the moment that you're in, because that moment's also fleeting. That's, that's so good. I believe in that. That's so good. I believe in that too. My goodness. And incredible. And one thing I do want to go back to of what you were talking about was how grounded you are in this season that you're in. And one thing you mentioned, you know, 10 minutes ago or whenever you said this on the podcast was you also mentioned the importance of having good community around you and good friends and good people. So talk to me too about, I mean, I've always heard, you know, look at, look at your five closest friends. And when you look at your five closest friends, you're likely going to be pretty much an average of all of them. And so you you mentioned this, you were talking about this when we were talking about the importance or that that time period of having that uphill battle. Because it's so often to be in an uphill battle and everyone around you being like, wow, you really are in an uphill battle. Like, how in the (laughs) world are, like, why are you having this dream? This is so ridiculous. Like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? 
But you said, no, like, you're going to put yourself in good circles of people who cheer you on, who support you, and surround you with love during this time. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of good people in your life during these tough times. I think, I think, and then a lot of times it's very important to have those people check you sometimes when you are doing things when you're not supposed to be doing. Like, and that means if you're supposed to become like an actor and you have to study these lines, that means not taking that time off and just, you know, watching a show or, or whatever. And your friends being like, hey, look, you're supposed to really be studying that script. You have an audition or, or whatever the case may be. Like, you also need the, the right community in that regard as well, where sometimes they will check you. But at the end of the day, you want people that also, like, if you have big dreams, you want other people that have big dreams around you mm-hmm. or people who either you need people ideally that have accomplished big dreams and you have people that are in the process of accomplishing big dreams like you are so you can have that advice from somebody who's like who's done it and that can calm you down when you're having those moments of frustration and you know will this work out will this pan out and you need the people that are doing it with you because they are pursuing their best selves and you're pursuing your best self so you don't want in that moment for somebody to be like you know what you probably shouldn't be doing what you're doing and that's what you really want to be doing you know you don't want somebody to like, because at the end of the day, you want so much of our life is our response to the way people around us react. And if we are constantly being bombarded with, yo, stop, don't do that. You're going to stop and not do that. And then you're going to look back at it and you're going to be like, that wasn't a decision I made. It was a decision my community or my surrounding, you know, my, the opinions of others made. And we have this one life and you want to be responsible for every single decision to the best of your ability. Because a lot of times you're going to have, and that's why it's very important having a great community so that that decision is more so your decision and then it's uplifted by the people around you rather than shot down and, and you get discouraged. And these life's short. You want people that are going to keep a good and positive environment rather than a negative, you know, uh, discouraging environment. And it, it's very easy to go both ways. If you surround yourself with people who are constantly negative, you're going to end up becoming a negative person people were going to tear down other people's dreams you might end up being that person that tears down other people's dreams because you didn't pursue your own dream and then you have that bitterness or that regret and that shows in the way you communicate with other people so it's very important to have people that are going to constantly encourage you even when things aren't looking favorable even when things are looking kind of dim and to know that you're going to be okay because like as long as you're the people around you i think gary v posted this the other day he was like as long as the people that you love the most are happy and healthy like you're living a pretty good life and that's like kind of bringing it down to being grounded and having that gratitude of like okay things are actually they're okay if even if this doesn't work out even though this is what I want with all my might it's still okay like the people that I love they're good and we're still going to strive like if this doesn't work out we'll just change direction to something else and we'll, we'll pursue something else and so I think that's very important because if you don't have the right people to do that and the people around you are always doing things that aren't aligned with what you want out of life, you're going to end up doing things that aren't aligned with what you want out of life. And then that will never come to fruition. And so I think that's why it's very important to have people, a strong community of people that are one, I think people that have already done it. So you have like a a mentorship kind of like from a, a mentor perspective, and then you have people around you that are also striving for big things because as you motivate them and then they motivate you and then you're, it's a, it's a highly uplifted group and you're chasing high performance, you know, and that could be like high performance doesn't always mean, you know, constantly on the go. It could always also be like, you know, Hey, we're going to be the best human beings we can possibly be. We're going to master meditation. We're going to master, you know, just going to be the best that we can possibly be in all aspects. 
you know, if you're in a, in a community, like you're in a, a Christian group, you'd want people that are aligned with similar values. You wouldn't want people who come in and then just bash your views and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Cause like, that'll not be in alignment with you. And so you want to be around people that are going to be like, uh, reinforce your own beliefs. So like, if you believe in something, you want people that also believe in the same thing. Like I, 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 I'm thankful to have friends that genuinely believe anything is possible. Like you, you know, if you, if you want to be an artist and you pick it up at 30, you can become an artist at 30. If you want to be a singer, if you want to do like, I'm genuinely around people that believe those things. And so that helps when it comes to facing an uphill battle or an unsurmountable goal. That seems like an unsurmountable goal. But when you start piecing it day by day, you realize that that mountain gets smaller and smaller. And that uphill battle becomes like a, you know, a step on sand or whatever, you know, and it becomes smaller and you just continuously put in effort. And then realistically, like your, your goals are just a view of something, an emotion that you want out of life. So like, if you want, like, for example, being an athlete, it's like, it's experiencing an, an adrenaline or like a thrill or like a community of, you know, a, a competitive community. And, and you can always create that energy, even if that, that specific goal never, you know, comes to fruition. And, that's, and, and in today's day and age, I think everybody's in the best place with social media to create any type of dream of life of theirs that they want like in social media nowadays you can be a singer you don't have to be a big singer but you can create a small community and all of a sudden you have companies that want to give you stuff to promote and all of a sudden you're making you know you could you could make realistically 50 60k just off of performing on your phone you know and you might not be this big singer that's performing on stage but you're doing what you love which is singing and you're still monetizing it and so I think like in today's day and age, there's no excuse for people to not believe in themselves and surround themselves with people that also believe in themselves so that you create like yes. an uplifted group. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. So many good things in there. And one of the things you said just towards the end of that was talking about this image of a mountain. And I mean, we talked about this uphill battle, but I think it just emphasized the, the point of playing where your feet are again, because you said, you know, just take one step a day like we look at this mountain we have in front of us that may it may take a year to get to the top of it yeah. but if but if you yeah. just take one step a day it's really not that hard like can you just no. can you just wake up today and take a step and then just wake up tomorrow and take another step, take another step. and take another step the day after that and another step the day after yeah. that and it's just one foot in front of the other taking one step one day at a time and you'll re you'll reach that goal eventually 100%. but raj i mean it definitely sounds like you you have your mindset on the right path here you have wow. a lot of good people around you and i don't i don't want to um gloss over something you said at the very beginning of the podcast of some of the people you were with in college because you mentioned one of your buddies and yourself you started a clothing brand and I think this I mean it, it goes right along you talked about aligning yourself with the things you're passionate about aligning yourself with the people who are on the same track as you and you guys started a clothing brand in school called Confident Co or Confident Company if, yes. I'm, if I'm correct yeah. and it's a love-based yeah. brand so I'm thinking to myself yeah. after talking to you today like how this aligns so well with what you speak about with confidence and love and just gravi yeah. gratitude and where you're at so talk to me a little bit about this clothing brand because this is so cool okay perfect so like it, it initially started as just us wanting to make t-shirts of like being around florida and, and so like vice was like our main theme 
and then we we went through a a uh, a tragic event in my senior year. We lost one of our best friends, and um, we decided like we we weren't really motivated to go back to the brand, you know. And we didn't we 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 felt it like we just there was no motivation, there was no inspiration, and we realized it was because there was no meaning behind the actual like brand. And and our senior year, we kind of like scrapped the old designs and we were like you know what we're gonna make it based on love because we all during this period we realized like you know what we all need as humans and what we all need as people is love and so we we created a heart that's like a, a little bit hurt but it's like holding on by threads and it, it's to signify like the things we go through in life that can tear at our heart you know we go through heartbreak there might be different there might be different levels of of tragedy that hurts your heart but at the end of the day as long as you keep it like together and like it, it sticks together you know like you you show love and you give love like no matter the wounds and stuff you it's love always so that's kind of like the premise of the whole brand that's the logo that's the slogan sorry um uh, love always and, and we stuck with it we made nice you know till we made a tan shirt with with just the original heart we made a a pink shirt with a blue frozen heart like an ice and it but the ice is melting so it's kind of like you know you're opening your heart up again and, and and the third one was a heart on a white shirt with a bonsai tree and uh it was to signify growth as a as a person as an individual and all of those things so that that was kind of like the the redirection of the brand and a lot of the ways we marketed it was we went on the beach one morning like at 5 6 a.m and we met a lot of the people there at Sunrise. We just asked them, what does love mean to you? And before we unveiled the actual product, we had like 10 or 10 or 12 videos we put up of just, you know, people's random answers of like, what does love mean to you? And a lot of people gave a lot of great feedback and it, and it kind of tied the community into, tied the community into the brand. And when we finally, you know, like unloaded, it was, it was, it, it had a good um, result. So, and, and we realized it wasn't really like a, a monetary thing obviously like when you start a business money is always like a byproduct but it's more important that your business or your mission has some sort of meaning that's deeper than just you know let me make a quick buck because if everybody's out here trying to make a quick buck so if you don't have a meaning there's not going to be people that gravitate towards it and there's not going to be people that actually lock into like a message and we look at it this way like for everyone that gets our shirt you're really just promoting love you're walking around with a heart on your chest you know and and that's kind of like we love that. So we like, love that. I, I get I get super excited. I know my my boy gets super excited when we see it out in public, and and then it's always like a random sight. Like if we see it out, and we'll take a picture, we'll take we'll ask them to take a picture with them, and and not tell them obviously that it's a brand. Like oh look at us. It's it's more like oh we wanted to commemorate for ourselves that this moment happened that we saw it out in public, and it's it's a really cool feeling for us. So. That's so cool. I love that so much. I love the meaning behind it, and I love too how even how you started this you first went a different route and you were redirected to a new route and you've talked about that kind of that theme of redirection a lot through this podcast today and a lot through this conversation today of of you may go one direction but when you're redirected you can accomplish so much more than you ever imagined and go in new avenues and new opportunities than you ever thought you'd even break into so how cool that even in this little quote unquote little thing of starting a clothing yeah, brand. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, yeah, it's still it still reveals its purpose over time. So I wanna ask yeah. you, I mean, after reflecting yeah. on your story today and just reflecting on our conversation today, what does play where your feet are mean to you? 
what is player <laughs> I feel like we've we've done it we've we've covered that point so much but <laughs> it it honestly playing where your feet are it, it means maximizing the most of the present moment and and being forgetting about the future for a minute and forgetting about the past and kind of going into flow state of what you need to take care of right in this moment and 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 standing in gratitude also appreciating the things around you staying grounded knowing that yes the mountain seems big but if you tackle it day by day it, it gets smaller and and i think that's the that's the biggest like for me when it when it's playing where your feet are is like being where your feet are be right here know that you know what what's going to happen in the future will be taken care of what's already happened in the past is gone focus on now and then you know it's it's like the it's like the saying like the result where we are now is the result of five years ago where we'll be five years from now is what we're doing right now and so it's very important that you tackle the present moment to the best of your ability to appreciate the things around you because likely with time the things around you will change whether for the for good or for worse like it, it, there's both you know and when there's evolution there's things that are positive and things that are for negative you know in all all, all regards so just realize that the things that are here this moment is also fleeting and what's coming is coming but like this moment is also going away so appreciate the moment live in the moment be present appreciate where you are in life because at the end of the day like we're, we're very young individuals but like we only have this year for 365 days our age so you're only going to be 20 20 for 365 days 21 22 23 19 17 16 15 whatever maximize that chapter of your life day by day that's what it that's to me what it means that's so good and i'm sure day by day day by day day. and i'm sure everyone listening to this podcast hopefully they're they were taking notes like i was over here and i'm sure they're thinking like who is this viraj guy that i just want to live like him i mean look at you you started a clothing brand like you're you're working on trying to get to the not only getting into the NBA, but being the first Indian player in the NBA, like yeah. some pretty cool dreams of yours that you got going for you and you're working hard to achieve them and you're on the right path to achieve them. So as people are listening to podcasts and listening to you speak today, what advice specifically do you have for them to be able to play where their feet are like you do? The biggest advice I'd give is find gratitude, like, like take gratitude seriously and and for me personally like I, I write it down in the morning i write three things that i'm grateful for in the morning and i write down three things that i'm grateful for before i go to sleep and and it's very important that it's not like simple stuff you could easily be like i'm grateful for my friends my family my you know <laughs> like my dog but you can always you, you can always like find a deeper meaning like like i'm grateful for my ability to breathe there's a lot of people that are on ventilators or this or that just finding I'm grateful for my ability to, you know, see with my eyes. I'm grateful for having all of my limbs. I'm grateful for my health. And like, kind of like diving into why it's so important to be grateful for that thing rather than just being like, oh, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my family, my life. Like it, it, it's, it's, that's also nice because that's like the, how we've been taught to practice gratitude, but you also got to take it like a step further. Like, why are you grateful? What's like, why are you grateful for your mom? You know, like, why are you grateful for your parents or why are you grateful for your dog and what, what joy that brings to your life? So you can appreciate it as if, you know, like if you were to lose it, what would it feel like? And then when you put it in that frame, you tend to appreciate it more. And, and that's, that'll be the biggest thing that I'll, I'll tell the people is to be grateful because when you trade your expectations for appreciation, your whole life changes. Mm, Yeah, that's so good that's like, that's what I live my life on, you know? 
That's the biggest That's takeaway. So like if you could take away anything and also like slow down. That'll be the second part to that, like slow down. I know we're all in a rush to create the best life imaginable and social media doesn't help because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And our parents never had to deal with that. Our grandparents never had to deal with that. Like, can you imagine our grandparents looking at what another 25 year old is doing across the country? You'd have no, you know, you, there's, they just never had that. So like, they were always focused on what do I have to accomplish to make sure I'm excelling in life. And, and we also have the beauty of connecting with a lot of people. Like we connected through social media, which is amazing. But then we also have the, the negative part of that, which is like, you know, we're comp we can find ourselves comparing to somebody else's highlight reel, which is on their social media, you know, it's all, it's all made up to look the best because we're putting it out there and people find themselves comparing. So like to don't, to not do that, to slow down, appreciate where you are in the moment, be grateful and uh, genuinely play where your feet are at. And whether that you're playing in sports or you're doing something else is to maximize every single day. I think that's very important. I love it. There's such a big part of intentionality that comes with playing where your feet are and intentionality in the things that you've said as well. So even in this to do, or even in this um, list of analyzing what things you're grateful for, there's intentionality to it. So it's not just yeah. a list or um, something that you do as a routine exactly, yes. that you're just like, yes. Oh, okay, let me do my three little things I'm Don't grateful for. Exactly. Yes. And it's just exactly. like, okay, dog, mom, dad, check. Yeah, I'm done with my grateful things. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, sit down. Like you said, slow down, rest, sit in that moment, play where your feet are, even writing those three things down and be intentional about it. And I think that's that intentionality taken into every single day, every single, every single step, every single time you are attempting to play where your feet are. Intentionality is for sure a big piece of it. I think intentionality, it just comes, it comes naturally when you're focusing on the present. You'll just be intentional about where you are in the exact moment and what you're doing. And then that causes that flow state that happens when you're intentional about where you're at rather than focusing about the future, thinking about the past. You're just like, I'm here. I'm here right now. What do I need to do? You automatically, I think that intention comes out. Usually, like you said, like when it becomes a chore is when you're focused on something else. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I got to wake up. I'm running late to my class. So let me just three things here real quick, boom, done, you know? And instead of like, maybe let me wake up a little bit earlier so I'm not in a rush to go to class and then let me hammer this down because I genuinely want to and it, it will set the tone for the rest of the day. Because a lot of times, like, what, are the what is the first thing most people do when they wake up? Check their phone. And, you know, if you can like, you know, if you can, you can still check your phone, but I'm just saying like our phone can shape the kind of day that we have. Let's say we see something we don't necessarily like early in the morning, all of a sudden the day starts off in a bad mood and, you know, it can, it can have a domino effect. The same thing can happen if it's positive. You see something you like, or, you know, that's why you intentionally do gratitude. So you set the tone for the day and then it can, the domino pieces can fall in a good way. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like what I believe in. And, and uh, that's that. That's that. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Now tell me, I mean, this podcast might be ending, but I'm sure people want to continue following uh, you in all the great things that you're doing and watch your journey as you're recovering, as you're rehabbing, as you're getting back into training, and of course, going for this uh, NBA dream of yours. So how can people stay caught up with you? So uh, the best way is Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty much always on Instagram, uh, at vkul, V-K-U-L. So my first name, first letter V and then K-U-L. Uh, I got lucky with that username. It's nice and small. I like it. I love it. Um, but uh, that's the best place uh, for 
confident if you guys would like a shirt, you know, not but like not like go buy a shirt, but if you'd like a shirt, um, it'd be cnfdnt.co, no vowels.co, because that's the same as our website. So we were like, we'll just use that as our at name. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Those are the two best things. And then, you know, we will have a, we were working on a Marco's pizza franchise. I know we didn't get to talk about it, but we were working on a Marco's pizza franchise in Cooper city, Florida. That'll be open beginning of 2022. So like middle of 2022, like March, April vibe. So excited about that. And, um, and the best way to keep in touch with all of that is at VKUL. So I look forward to having people there and, and Cam, if you want to share it, you let me know which one you want. I'll send it to you, uh, on me. So, you know, I appreciate you having me on as a guest. And, uh, this was fun. I love it. It was so much fun. And so guys, I mean, again, he said it, we'll make sure all the information is down linked or talked about in the description below, but basically, I mean, you want t-shirts, you want pizza, you want some good wisdom and motivation, like go to his Instagram. Cause basically he is literally offering it all to you. So you don't want to miss out, but let me, let me give you the last words here. Any last final thoughts as, as we're just reflecting on the, the podcast today and the conversation today? No, follow cams also. That's, that'll be the last <laughs> word. <laughs> I love no, it. I love your page. It's always, you're always doing, so, you're, you're motivating me to get more into social media a little bit, like with promoting reels and, and doing some things that I want to do, like in terms of like the entertainment aspect, making people laugh and stuff. So like, uh, that's been very inspiring for me to watch, seeing you do so many different things on your, on your page. So like definitely go give cams a follow as well. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't, you. thank I, you for having me on. Of course. I don't have any more, more to say to that. I mean, I think that was a good way to end the podcast. Good way to end the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Seriously though. Thank you so much for being on the PWI play. We repeat our podcast. Thank you for supporting, following us, and Ooh, more shout importantly, out shout out to Tati, of course, for connecting us and doing this podcast or letting this podcast happen. Um, but again, thank you above all for just being a great example of playing where your feet are. Because of people like you, this podcast can, of course, survive and thrive and continue to motivate people. So I love it. I love it, actually. Thank you so much again, and we'll stay in touch. Yes, we will. Peace. Wow, what a good episode. I'm so thankful for Viraj coming on to share his story and all of his wisdom. And if you want to follow Viraj and all he's doing, be sure to check out his information linked below in the description. Again, don't forget to rate the pod on Apple Podcasts to enter that merch giveaway. Follow us on Instagram and stay tuned for more PWIFA Play Where Your Feet Are episodes. Be blessed and play where your feet are.